0: Welcome to Breaking Generational Trauma, Restoring the Mother Within, Table Talk with Real Raw Mama. That's me, a safe space where women get real and raw about the reality of what it means to be a mother and a woman on this planet right now, and how to embrace our deep feminine power within. We will be exploring what it means to truly feel seen, heard, honored, loved, and valued with holistic tools to support you on your journey to embracing who you are. I am your host, Jessica Acheson, creator and host of the Real Raw Mama podcast on all your favorite platforms, a holistic wellness architect, and inspirer of light, and most importantly, a mama to my two-year-old son, Atlas, who has been my most magnificent journey of self-discovery and actualization. Nothing could have ever prepared me for the journey of motherhood. No book, no class no advice from other parents from bliss to despair and everything in between i have felt it all which is why i am co-creating this space to give a voice to all mothers on this planet our earth mother and the divine mother rising within us all you can expect to laugh cry feel relieved inspired seen heard honored and loved Each week you'll hear from mothers from all walks of life who will share their real raw journey from the heart and provide holistic tools of self-care that you can apply to your own journey. We're not here to point fingers to blame, but to inspire the divine mother within us all who holds space for and receives all truths with an open heart. Because no matter our differences, we were all birthed by a mother and arose from the dust of our mother earth. This is why we came here. This is how we become whole. This is how we come together. In this episode, I get real and raw with Miss Wendy Williams, my absolute favorite best friend, or at least one of them. I have so many amazing souls in my life but wendy is one of my absolute favorites we have known each other for five years but we have never met more than once in person but we are just deep soul sisters she's a clinical esthetician owner of wendy's face place uh, a makeup artist an all-around amazing human woman friend and she's really a voice for women and we get so real and raw in this episode we talk about how as women, we've been taught not to use our voice and to placate to men to be people pleasers, how being a full human is allowing all parts of ourselves, even the parts that we don't think we like yet, the disconnection of men from their hearts and to feeling their emotions, finding compassion for men who also have been conditioned with patriarchal programming the state of humanity and the dating world for women how women are rising and challenging men to show up the integration of the deep feminine and how we can all come together we talk about all this and so much more thanks so much for joining us please enjoy well, welcome to Breaking Generational Trauma, Restoring the Mother Within, round two with Wendy Williams. So excited for this conversation.
1: I'm happy to be here. As always, I love speaking with you and learning from you and growing with you.
0: Yes. Well, so you've been on the Real Raw Mama podcast, and so we've talked, we've gotten real and raw about the mother wound, and this is kind of an offshoot of that as I feel like most challenges or things that were um, wanting to be seen and heard and honored and loved, they really stem from the mother wound and, and valued. So I would love to dive into your perspective on what it feels like to be seen, to be heard, to be honored, to be loved and to be valued as a woman on this planet right now. And share some stories in which detail how you haven't felt seen, heard, honored, loved, and valued by men. We're just going to talk about it today. We're going to get real and raw. I feel like we're, as women, we're not like allowed to talk about men or something. Or maybe that's something, I don't know, a program I have imposed on myself. But anytime I talk about my experience of men, I feel like it's thrown back at me. So we're just going to get real and raw about that here today, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that first, Jessica. And that's part of it, right? I think we've been taught to not use our voice. And when we do use our voice, we're essentially, and and when I say men, I think to me, it's the, the conditioning of our society, right? I think we've lost our humanity. And I think that is from, and we can't say certain words anymore, right? We can't say toxic masculinity. We can't say patriarchy anymore. So we have to dance around that defense mechanism of fragility. And so women have been taught for centuries to placate men. And so I'm trying really hard to stay in my compassion, Um, like compassion and challenge. I think that's the way to do it because essentially we are all products of our environment. We all are. And I think once you have that awakening, you have a situation where you sort of like start looking at yourself more objectively and say, wait a minute, I'm part of the same system. And then, you know, we've all heard the term, a fish doesn't know it lives in water. And so you and I have been talking about this for like five years and we met and I see how we've changed even from, you know, what we were talking about years ago and how we've gone into this spiral and to really understand that being a full human being is allowing all of our parts. And so what I'm finding is so interesting is, this whole non-binary thing is challenging for me, right? I get messed up with the pronouns. And what I'm really starting to uh, have the capacity to understand is the, like, it's got to be this way or it's got to be that way. If you're a man, you've got to be this way. If you're a woman, you've got to be this way. And it doesn't allow us to live in our humanity. And so being a woman that is, you know, I'm, I'm in my fifties. I was married to a man that, I would say was on the narcissism spectrum. Uh, I don't want to say he was psychotic, but there was no consequences. He would say that's just what men do. And when I started to understand that there wasn't any reciprocity in this, I'm like, wait a minute. So I started getting louder, and of course that didn't work out because he needed to have a woman that would placate him. And so, like you saying, I can't talk about men because I get slammed. It's because that fragility of an ego of a patriarchal system can't handle any accountability (laughs) so that was a very long answer to why I think a woman in her power that is standing with a voice is called you know a bitch I mean worse words than that you know I've been called masculine and it always it makes me, I'm like thinking to myself, oh, you're right. Cause a mother bear is so masculine and a lioness is so masculine. No, that's what the female is. We are the storm. And so we have been conditioned to be quiet, to be a good girl, to be a people pleaser. And there's just, I'm, I'm old for it. Right. You know, I see all these younger women like you and even younger than you that are just like not having it. And so I feel really lucky at this point in my life to have lived enough experience to have the wisdom as a woman to stand up to a man and have a grounded conversation and watch him squirm. (laughs) 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 But they have nowhere to go. Because they're trying to neg me, they're trying to get me in my emotion. Like the other night these men, oh my gosh, like you just said, okay, what's it like to be seen? Oh they saw me okay. And they liked what I looked like they liked it.
0: And right. so, but did they, did they actually see you? Because once you start to use your voice,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, what they said to me, and I told you was, I liked you a lot better when you walked in here with your pink ponytail and your thigh high boots. And then when you opened your mouth, I didn't like you so much. And so that's what I get a lot, because I'm very well read. Uh, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of coaching classes, you and I have talked which I just enjoy so much. And so I was having what I felt was a really intellectual conversation, but they felt challenged because they're used to the power over um, paradigm and they couldn't control me. And so at one point he was like, he was nagging me pretty hard. And I was like, oh yeah, I can see why you might feel that way. Would you be open to seeing it my way? And so I got a little passionate. He goes, see, I got gotcha. you. You're emotional and now I've got you my gosh. And I said to him, I go, that's so sad that you are living as a robot and you think that a woman having emotion is weakness. And then all he did was tell me about how all his friends are having affairs. And I I just, I I, just, it it was, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) What'd you say, honey?
0: I said, you just can't make this shit up. I mean, I've been (laughs) living vicariously through you
1: You and you telling me
0: the things that men are saying to you, whether they're reaching out you know, just to get to know you or on a date, it's just like, is this for real? Like, do people really act this way? And people, I yes, they are that disconnected, yes, from their hearts. Like having emotions is is a no, and definitely feeling them is even worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's literally. I think you know, if I was smart like you, I would do a podcast or a YouTube channel. But I think I might just start like a little Instagram or Facebook what the stupid shit men say to me. Like I tell people and they're like, is that really happened? I'm like, yes, that really happens. I just feel like I should have like a hidden camera on me. And so I do know that I am still, I don't want to use bad language, but I'm still effable. And so I get attention from men of all ages. I always say I'm at the age where I could date the son or the father. And so because I have this, um, patriarchal view of what a woman should look like right I have long hair I have full lips I have a petite body um, I have I have a nice energy so they like me I'm palatable to them and so conversation starts a lot and then when I actually speak like an educated person and maybe even a bit more educated than they are and they don't have anywhere to go, they get triggered. And so it's been something that has been really interesting for me. I know who I am and I really do love myself. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a human. I don't get upset and all the things, but the fact that they can't knock me is it's taken me a while to get here. I just kind of laugh at them and I'm like, wow, that's where he is. And so that's where I try to go to the compassion piece of, you know, I don't know what it's like to walk the earth as a man. But I do know as a woman right now, I know that I'm objectified and a lot. And people say, oh, that's not true. Well, it is actually true. It's still very, very true. And as long as I'm palatable to the powers that be, then I'm safe. Right. Got to play small. Don't, don't upset the, the powers that be because they will do their best to annihilate you. And so patriarchy to me is narcissism. It's supremacy, it's power over, it's domination, and people that have been oppressed. And so, yes, I'm a white woman, and so I do realize I have a lot of privilege with that. But I'm also a woman, and so just seeing it and understanding it, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be a really challenging paradigm. Um, and like you and I were speaking earlier, the situation of of men in our society is dire. You know, every time you turn around, there is a mass shooting. You know who it is before you know who it is, right? Um, the the fact that there's more suicides as men, that more men are addicts. I think I was telling you the other day. I'll tell your listeners. I work. I'm an esthetician and makeup artist. I work in a very female dominated industry, which I love. I'm very good at it because I'm a very heart centered person and. There's never really any men in our shopping center where our salon is, but they opened a smoke shop recently and it is men in and out all day long. And men are more addicted because let's face it, when you have been, I'll go to the compassion piece right now. If you've lived in a society as a man that has basically told you, if you feel anything, if you're kind, you're not a man, then they've disconnected from their heart space but we're humans. That comes at a price. And a lot of men are addicts and they're so numb. All they want to do is feel. And so it's called addictive heart energy. So they need extreme sports. They need extreme violence. They need extreme porn because they're literally, I just see it in my brain, a little boy in like this dark corner crying with all of these layers that they're suffocating and they're projecting it out everywhere. I mean, it's, when women are in pain, it more manifests where we hurt ourselves like with an anorexia or cutting or right. horrible and- self-talk. But men, I mean, even the genitalia, the penis moves outward. So I feel like men just project their pain on others.
0: Right. It's A distraction creating- from what's within, anything to distract them from what's going on within.
1: Right. And so as you know, if, if we want to go into the whole yin yang, masculine feminine, there has been no integration of anything feminine, but the only integration is well, you've got to be a soft, uh, open surrendered. Well, that really doesn't work for a masculine because a masculine energy likes to work for it. Right. It's the uh, accomplishment. It's the challenge. Well, if women are just laying down, like then we're not like, it's, it's gotta be like a, a, a dance. Right. And so Women are rising so fast right now, and it's so amazing to see. And there are a lot of men doing the work. Um, but at the same time, there's so much deflection still. Oh, it's feminism. Oh, it's no, actually it's not. It's the problem that we don't have men calling other men in or out, whatever you want to say, because we have to be careful with our words now. They do have power. But we've talked about it. The, the police brutality is... It's just unbelievable the gun shootings are unbelievable like you know I've been on a dating app for two and a half months the stories actually not even two and a half one and a half I don't know if I'll make it too the I, I don't I don't like every day I'm like this can't really be happening and so there's no connection to anything inside which we could say would be the feminine and they're hurting they're just hurting and women are finally done we're like I'm done. I'm done trying to feel a man's feelings for him. I'm tired of trying to help him. And so they're just dropping like flies.
0: Yeah. Well, when you brought up addiction, it reminded me of something that I read about how the imbalanced or the wounded feminine is addiction. like Because it's a seeking of outside of living in in the now moment, which is where you know we find bliss we find peace we find all of that always exists in the now moment um but yeah anything to escape escape what's happening in that moment whatever feelings are coming up or arising and yeah, yeah i i don't even bother going out into the dating space because i have already i tried it for like i think i lasted um, an <laughs> hour i think i last no i think i lasted like less than two weeks, maybe a week. I don't know, something like that. But like my one experience with a guy on an app was just enough for me to be like, "Mm, yeah, I'm okay. I'm good on that. Like I don't, I have great hope for humanity, but when I look around the stories I hear from you, from other women and my friends with, you know, I hate the term baby daddy, but like yeah, that is what this world is. There aren't fathers, dads showing up every day in the morning, noon, at night. It's a bunch of baby daddies and disconnected little boys. And I, yeah. <laughs> this is as real and raw as it gets. And I always get comments from guys on my posts about, well, what about women? And I just got to tell you, I don't really know many or any women personally that are in my circles who would be the type of women you're describing. They all show up. They're there when I need them. They do what they say they're going to do, like communication. They know how to do it. And so these are the things where it's like you can't deny them anymore. This is happening. This is real. And if we don't talk about it, not to blame you and shame you and judge you, but just to say, Hey, like I'm calling out your behavior here. This is not okay. Like the term talking shit. I always hear that from people like, Oh, you're talking shit. And I'm like, um, you know, I actually, I'm talking about what's actually happening. (laughs) Like, I don't, I I don't know when I'm calling you out on your behavior. That's not called talking shit. As a woman out there in the world, especially a mama, do you ever struggle with overactive, busy mind, lack of focus or clarity, nervousness, overwhelm, or a short fuse? Access clarity which is one of my absolute favorite finds from last year, is the first and only dissolvable strip of its kind. It's aimed at helping mood, gut health, and focus. There are so many other benefits with this little yellow square. With this three simple, holistic, natural, and effective ingredient blend, which is NAC, thiamine, and curcumin, combined with exclusive proprietary diffusion technology, you may feel the benefits in just a few minutes by simply allowing the strip to dissolve on your tongue. Instant impact straight into the bloodstream. No need to wait months before noticing the benefits. It is my go to for daily focus on an overall sense of well being and calm, which has helped improve my patience with my two year old. And I even use them to diffuse toddler meltdowns. Total real raw mama lifesaver. To learn more and to join our testimonial group, visit embracewhoyouare.com. And now, back to the show.
1: I didn't mean to interrupt you, As if there's a hole in the boat, you're going to sink. Like, you can walk around the hole in the boat, you can start fishing the water out, but there's a hole in the boat. And so right now I'm like, we got to talk about the hole in the boat here, people. And I do think, as you well know, if somebody is in their, in their ego fragility, they don't have the capacity to look in the mirror and say, wow, maybe I did do that. And so... You know, I learned through my divorce that not too many people—and this is men and women—don't know how to hold space for somebody that's in it, in the dark, in the in the pain, in the closet, if you will, um, to sit there and say that must be really hard. How could I best support you? Or that must be really challenging. what, What does that feel like? You know, like like just to be with somebody, all we want to say is, oh, you're going to be fine. You'll get over it. It's almost like the avoidance of being a human. And, you know, I don't know if we want to get into how deep this whole patriarchal spirituality that I got caught up in is just disassociate from your body. Well, how can you embody and be a human if you're taught to just transcend everything? So this is something that I need to dive into a little bit more because, you know, I did all that for a while and I felt like boring. I was like, well, I want to feel life. I'm in a body. I want to cry. I want to laugh. I want to enjoy. And and I think, like you said, we are trying, we can't transcend this body, right? So we're here, right, for a short period of time. And then it's supposed to be the most amazing thing. But why is it while we're here the whole time we're trying to transcend it? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, and then you die. And it's like, wait, did I enjoy life? And um, But so I wanted to go back to um, something you said about just sitting in it. You know, I, I've read a lot of books and you have sent me a lot of wonderful things about like, there's, you know, and for like, and we don't want to blame and shame, but we do have to call attention to it is, and I'm not a doctor. I just read a lot. Is there are different like hormones and we have a very dopamogenic world right now, right? It's the dopamine. It's like more, more and more. And so it's social media, it's our phones, it's this constant, I can't get enough, Whereas there's different hormones like serotonin and oxytocin and vasopressin, I don't know if I said that right, um, that allow us to bond. Mm-hmm. Dopamine isn't a bonding hormone. And so it's the constant quest for more, 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 more. Well, if you're always trying to get more, then there's never any satisfaction in the now. And that's a practice. But if you don't have that capacity, I don't know how it's going to happen. And unfortunately for men, They are valued for what they can produce, right? What car do you drive? What house do you live in? I mean, how many women can you bed? And so we've been the object of that. And so I do believe that women were like, well, screw it. I'm going to do that too, right? I'm going to get out there because I'm only valued for what I can do for a man. And so it's really challenging right now. (laughs) It's really challenging. As you well know. So um, I just think if we could start connecting as people and try to find what we have in common as opposed to what we don't have in common. But at the same time, um, you know, you, you talking shit, you know, I think there's or like I had a guy that, you know, was trying to take me out for two and a half weeks. And when we did have our date, which I canceled plans for, he was a half an hour late. And then he told me that I was guarded and judgmental. (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay. I go, it's called discernment. And so I was raised by a very loving heart-centered man. I have a amazing brother-in-law who's very heart-centered and I have a nephew. And, you know, I want to share a story um, with everybody because this, the way it felt in my body and as a woman, I'm starting to honor my intuition and my feelings instead of talking myself out of it. Like, oh, no, no, you're just over-emotional. Like, I hear the patriarchy in my own head. So he, my nephew's young. Well, he's not that. I mean, he's like 25. He's 25 at the time. And he uh, was staying with me at my my beach condo. And we were supposed to meet for dinner. And um, I hadn't heard from him all day. And so I go back to my condo. And he's standing on the corner and I'm like, what is he doing standing on the corner? So I park my car and he gets, he has a bag of food in his hand from DoorDash or one of those delivery systems, uh, services. And I'm like, oh my God, I have not heard from him all day long. He's staying at my place and he's got a bag of food and I'm starving. So he's like, Hey, wait, wait. He calls me. Wait, wait. I'm like, Hey. And he goes, what's up? I go, nothing. And I'm mad. Right. And I said, so where have you been all day? Uh you know I just I had a kind of a, an interesting day and so he's like can I carry your beach chair? And I was like yes. So we go in the house and so he sits down and he proceeds to open the food. And I'm like boiling at this point. And I said to him, <laughs> "Are you really going to sit there and eat that food in front of me when you told me you would call me about dinner? And now you're eating in front of me?" He goes, "Do you want some?" I go, no, I don't want any. I wanted a call. And so, and so then he said, well, something had happened. Like maybe this isn't the best story, but he, he got his car towed. He lost his keys. He had to get his car towed. He needed to get something to eat. And he, he didn't want to bother me. He didn't want to bother me. And so I said, why didn't you tell me the truth? He goes, well, I just, I felt a little ashamed of myself. And then he said, you know, way, way, you're right. I'm so sorry. It was very rude of me to not call you and to not offer to get you food. He goes, how about I get you something right now? I'm really sorry. And I was like, wow. He actually didn't deflect. He didn't try and defend. He actually said, you're right. I'm sorry. That wasn't the right thing to do. Can I make it up to you? Just that. Yeah. Was just I felt my entire body relax and I just started crying and I said, thank you. Now I haven't had that response from men. It's usually, Oh my God, what is wrong with you? You're so sensitive. What's like the deflection and for him to actually meet me where I was and not shame me for feeling something that obviously was a disrespect. And so there's many, many um, wonderful, he's just a wonderful young guy. He's, he's doing the work. He is doing the work. And, like, sometimes I'll call him and say, I just need to go out with a man who I feel safe with. And he's just always like, how you doing? What's going on? Like, it feels different in your body. And so, like, when men say we're defensive and we're – maybe we are because your energy, right? We're the receivers of energy. Maybe it's because we detect that you're not safe for us.
0: It's so true. I mean – Abuse is comes in many forms and I I don't really like to throw labels around but The term narcissist is pretty popular right now. (laughs) And there's a reason for it. I think I just read this to you earlier, but you sharing that story made me think of this, where it's like, this is the narcissist prayer. That didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, that's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. And that is truly the behavior that I have received from most, I won't even call them men. I will call them Males, or you were calling them creatures,
1: (laughs) because I was was just like the past week, the things that men have done, I I I literally can't even. Like my friends are like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "I am not kidding you. These are grown men, but they're not. They're actually they're little boys in man suits, and they're literally like toddlers." And so I I do want to go back to the narcissism because I do think it's a spectrum, right? Like I do believe that patriarchy is narcissism, period. It's domination, it's power over. So there is a spectrum. And I do believe women have been raised to be codependent and placating. And so they all exist on a spectrum. You know, they call it the narcissist, uh, I mean, I don't, an empath or codependent dance. And so if a woman is constantly looking for validation, she will try to serve a man. And because a man, wants to use everything as an object, it's a hand in glove. And so they aren't held accountable because they've never had to be. They own the world. They make the most money. They are more powerful physically. And so, and we've been uh, raised to, well, that's what men do. And, you know, oh, if he's mean to you, he likes you and he doesn't know any better. I mean, really? They do know better. They can create major, They can create companies, they can create bridges, they can create railroads, all the things that these men that scream that there's no toxic masculinity. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about a man's strength to go build things. We're talking about the inability to be a human and to use people as objects for your domination or for your, like, like we talked about, like the goodbye, the discard. Well, you're no longer serving my needs, so I'll get somebody else. I never even had a connection with you anyway, and I know I, I talk about the book, The Will to Change, all the time. Where Bell Hooks, who is just an amazing writer, Who's God rest her beautiful soul, saw it and called out how there is a point in a boy's life where he is literally conditioned out of his heart. And one of the things that she says that I still integration, integrity means wholesome. It's not compartmentalization. And narcissism is complete compartmentalization and it's not human and our many of our boys and a lot of women now too. Social media makes it worse. It's, it's about me. It's about me. It's about me. Everything's about me. It's social media.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no go.
1: self-reflection yeah, <laughs> except and, for your uh, selfie. Yes. There you go. And so that's usually so <laughs> Except right?
0: for your filter, filtered selfie. And yes, I do love filters. I think I they're so well, I yeah. think they're so fun as long as you don't lose sight of like who you are in human flesh, which I think I'm even way better in flesh. So well, oh, uh,
1: you know what? It's it's funny. So <laughs> I did I did have I did have a positive experience on my dating app with a guy and he just was so wonderful. He's like, Oh my God, you're, he was very complimentary and what a wonderful soul he is. And just saying, he's like, Oh, your pictures were great, but gosh, it's so nice to be with a real person. And, uh, like you were saying earlier in our conversation before we were taping in order to have a connection with somebody, you have to be vulnerable. You have to like, let your heart open. Like I love ET, you know, let your heart light. Like, And people sometimes when people feel that they don't feel like they're in control, right? And I think that's what happens a lot with me me and men is I go deep fast, as you well know, and I hit something, and they don't feel like they can control me Mm. because oh God, what if I feel something? What if I'm actually a human and then I can't control what's going to happen? And so you know, the part of me that is the heart centered and not like trying to survive in this minefield is. They're living half a life. They're living half a life. And the only way they can find joy is through extremes. And like you were saying, it's it's coming to a tipping point. Like it's it's just really – humanity, I don't know if we're lost or if we are literally in the transition. And that's the scary part, right? You know when the, uh, the caterpillar starts to become a butterfly and it starts to just change – And it's like the groundless ground. And I don't know how to be anymore. I don't know how to act anymore. Yeah, because when a paradigm breaks, I mean, we saw that with COVID. Like, what do we do? Like, structure is great. But we really don't control much, as you well
0: know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Changed my views on that one a long time ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you probably heard that, the allowance. And so there is something so magical uh, about allowance and seeing okay this is this is my plan for the day but if it goes awry that's okay too but again the whole patriarchal dominator system is based on shame shame how dare you be human how dare you have feelings how dare you grieve and if you grieve you better get over it fast you have like maybe a year to grieve and so it's yeah i don't know what the answers are but you know back to um what it feels like to be seen and heard and valued. And I think it's just, um, I think it varies from person to person. Um, I think the love languages are important, but at the end of the day, I think it's just respect, respecting somebody, respecting that they take up, space in the world and that maybe their view isn't exactly your view and to have the capacity to say I'm curious why you feel that way I'm curious and so it's hard to do that with people that are so armored up you know what I mean it's really hard to have any sort of connection because We've been taught that that's weak and scary not so much women. Um But I I do think that, um there are people out there that, like you said, we're just like, we're all connected, but we're so disconnected and it's going to take some courage and some vulnerability for people to meet again. You know, you, you talk a lot about the village is gone. Um, you know, and you're my village. Like I, I, (laughs) you are, you're one of my people and I wake up and there's, there's your messages and your voice and it's like a lifeline. And so to ask for help and to say, you know, that's hard to ask for help. Like I'm struggling, or I need somebody to talk to, or would you be able to listen to my point of view? And we just feel it in our body, right? Like the the body is wise. It's a wise vessel. And we have a lot of people that are not feeling well because there's so much stuffed emotion. And, and like we can say generational trauma. Okay, granted we're all going to get hurt. That's the human experience, but we need to be allowed to emote in healthy ways because stuffing it always is never healthy. Never. Uh,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> I I'm to the, I'm to the space now. I think we all are, or a lot of us that I, that I mix and mingle with, we're to the space now where it's like inescapable. There's no way to stuff it or hide it anymore. And Yeah, you find your voice, and then you find that some people don't like listening to your voice, and that's okay too. Uh, And so, yeah, diving into what it means to feel seen, heard, honored, loved, and valued, I think, as you said, it is going to vary from person to person. And I think the best place to start is I just realized last week, I'm like, I don't even know if I can fully say that I do know what that means because if I did, then I would probably be doing it for myself. <laughs> and then if I'm doing it for myself, then if somebody else falls short of that, then it wouldn't be good enough for me. And I wouldn't continue to be around it anymore.
1: Yeah, or I would you know,
0: avoid it as much as possible
1: well, yeah, well, <laughs> instead of I'm seeking a, it out. Yeah, I'm a super good avoider. Um, <laughs> and, and again, it's the water we all swim in. And to like my sister, who is just such a such a godsend in my life is inner voice. And sometimes I hear that dark inner voice and, you know, I am my worst enemy, but at the same time to have the grace and compassion, that's like, well, wait a minute, that's how I've been raised. And so to, uh, to not be a people pleaser and to not abandon myself. Um, if I'm like yesterday, I took a nap cause I was tired and I'm like, you shouldn't take a nap. You're lazy. Why would you take a nap? And I'm finally said, you know what? I'm tired. It's still January. It's hibernation season. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm going to take a nap and not hate myself that I did. And so, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Because yeah, I have the same, same things happen
0: where it's just like, oh, you need to be doing this, this, this. And it's like, where did that come from?
1: Yes. Literally, if I'm not producing constantly, I'm a loser. And so (laughs) um, it's, it's, I mean, there's, but there's a mix. Like there's times I really do love to work and, and to create and to achieve. And then there's times where I just want to like snuggle on the couch and, and watch TV and watch a movie and cry. And I'm a crier. Like I cry all the time and it always happens when I cry. People are like, don't cry. And I'm like, why? And they look at me, they're like, well, like, why can't I cry? I'm feeling so much that my body is releasing my emotion. And so that's what I do now when somebody says don't do something I'm like why do you say that? Instead of saying I'm good why do you think I can't cry? And a lot of times is when somebody is when I say emoting, you know, emotions are energy in motion is they're not comfortable with their own emotions, right? So they can't hold that space for somebody that's in their emotions. And so that's been something that I I can do Very well now, not very well, but I'm way much better at it than I used to be. Is to let somebody be where they are and ask them questions about where they are because nobody wants to be fixed, right? Nobody wants to be fixed. We just want to be witnessed, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe, you know, like, do you want to be, do you want me to show support or do you want me to try and help? Do you want to cry or do you want me to give you, um, like, like, you always say that? May I share a gentle reflection? (laughs) I love that. Because it's just like people are like, just stop emoting. Just stop being a human. Just do what I want you to do so I feel comfortable. Um, And we see how that's not working. It's not, we've lost our our humanity.
0: Uh, Yes, we have. But there are conversations like this being had all over the planet. So I feel like there's something shifting, but right now it does feel pretty fucking painful. <laughs> oh,
1: you know, it is, it is I, I remember in 2018, I know we got to wrap, uh, wrap this up. Um, in 2018, when I was going through like the throes of my divorce, like the betrayal and the lying and the understanding the whole narcissistic codependent dance that I was like, felt like I was going to die. I had no end, like the life force was sucked out of me. And now I was co-toxic if I wasn't, you know, all the things. And I remember hearing the shift is coming, the shift, the shift, the shift. And I'm like, what's the shift? What's the shift? What's the shift? And then I realized, oh, that whole thing that you and I went through back in 2018, that's the shift is we're shifting out of that paradigm and human consciousness is, is expanding, right? The younger people, whether you call them crystalline kids or rainbow kids or whatever, they have a they have a deeper capacity of understanding, you know. I know that like some young kids are like they completely accept if somebody's a different color. They completely accept if somebody's a different um, religion or if they're gay or if they're uh, trans. Like who cares? Who cares? Whereas years ago, black people couldn't even sit in the front of the bus. So we are coming out of it, and we're doing it fast. And I think that's what this is. I think it's the the groundless ground. So if I can offer any hope <laughs> is we're all ascending out of this. Not that I want to say we're going to send out a human body, but we are ascending to hopefully a more centered people. But that dark is not going to go down easily. It's not. It wants to stay in control. And you and I feel it all the time. Like, I feel like I get pulled back into it every now and then. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. i'm not going back there i might visit but i'm not staying there anymore
0: no i love all that you brought up and reminds me of a meme that i just came across which you can apply this you can um well here i'll just read it real quick and then i'll just give you my take on it but ladies won't wait for nobody she realized how long she was programmed to ignore her own truth in exchange for waiting for the approval from others now she waits for nobody We are remembering what we've been programmed to forget whose approval are you still waiting for. And I think that is the feminine in all beings that is waking up. That's just like, F this. (laughs) I'm not waiting for you or you or you or you anymore. Because ultimately, the only one's approval you are really seeking is you.
1: Yeah. And, and if we, you know, I, I love this. I took um, a class, A Course in Miracles, and I learned a lot. And essentially, Jessica, you're just another version of me, right? And if I love you and I have love in my heart, then I want to love you. Why would I want to hurt you? Because you're just like me. And so it's so kind of like simplistic, but to be able to honor ourselves, we can, and you know, it's like, oh, well, self-love, yeah, yeah, there's some of that toxic positivity out there too. Um, but at the end of the day, if I am full of love and I know who I am, I can't be manipulated. I can't be dominated over. And I think you're right, is once we start to, like, if we if we stand up in an, an empowered, loving heart, we won't hurt anybody. Right, so it's not oh I'm selfish and I'm just gonna love myself. No, if I find true love and respect for myself, well I'm gonna do that the same for you because that's the only way to be. Does that make sense? There is no like evil darkness. I mean, I don't say dark, I don't think dark is bad, it's just absence of light and we need it for discernment. But I, I feel like you're right, is like I can't wait for anybody to approve of me because then I'm codependent. And I know as humans, we're all a little codependent, but at the end of the day, that's been such a a controlling type of a paradigm for all of us. And so, you know, you make me feel seen and heard and loved and respected. And so I do know what it feels like. I feel like that with my family. And so knowing that some people have never experienced that, there's a learning curve to like, for people to soften Their hardened heart. And so I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it with you. And to just know that when you stand out there, bright and heart centered, that you get some stuff thrown at you because you're, you're bucking the system.
0: Absolutely. And as a recap, I just wanted side note, we love men. We absolutely love men. We love the men that are out there calling men to higher standards and they are out there. So, we're not here to (laughs) point out everything we don't like about men. Um, Just really to inspire a conversation in which everyone can feel seen and heard and honored and loved and valued. And that goes for men too. Like if a man is ever comes to this episode, like tell us how you feel, how you feel seen, heard, honored, loved and valued. Cause that's what this whole conversation is about. It's not really meant to pit us against each other. It's, how can we inspire each other more to show up fully in our true authentic selves?
1: You so. know, Jessica, I just, I, I, I know that you and to roll it out, but I just wanted to, <laughs> to add to that. You're right. I adore men like, and that's why it's so painful. Um, and there was something I heard that says when a female is raging or when a female is sharing her emotions with you, it means she loves you and she cares for you when she stops talking, then you should be worried. And like you and I said, it's not that we hate them. We love them so much that we just want to be able to connect to them. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And you always pull out the magic. You're really, really gifted at this. And I'm so grateful that we're together and on this journey together.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And for those who are interested in hearing another one of our episodes from way back when and our launch of the Real Raw Mama podcast on February 15th of 2022, you can find Cultivating the Divine Mother Within, Letting Go of Self-Abandonment with Wendy Williams. And you can find that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, at EmbraceWhoYouAre.com. And where can we find you, Miss Wendy Williams?
1: Uh, <laughs> um you can find me um on uh, Facebook, Wendy Williams. You can find me on Instagram wayway822 and I am at wendysfaceplace.com. I'm a clinical esthetician and makeup artist. So, yeah, all the things. So, I appreciate your time and of course we went long but we always do.
0: <laughs> oh yes, well, if only people could listen in all the time. (laughs) Well, until the next time, I love you.
1: I love you too, honey. Thank you again for always wanting to chat and to teaching me and learning and growing together. I see you and I love you.
0: Mm, Right back at ya.
1: All right, babe. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks so much for joining us and sharing this space. Until next time, please share your thoughts with us. How do you feel seen, heard, honored, loved, and valued? For more inspired content, real raw mama moments, holistic products, technologies, and tools, visit embracewhoyouare.com. Connect with us at real raw mama on Instagram and TikTok. And listen to the Real Raw Mama podcast on all your favorite platforms. Plus, I want you to remember, you're the chosen one. We all are.
1: Shh.